0: Hey, everybody. Here we are, episode number nine of the Work 2 and 8 podcast. I am your host, Craig Johnson, and this week I am joined in my office by Josh Collins from the Fort Bar & Grill. Hello, Josh. Hello. Welcome to the Work 2 and 8 podcast. Thank you for having me. So, Josh, the mission of the Work 2 and 8 podcast is simple. We're out to connect entrepreneurs through a collection of stories, learning what passions have landed and or kept them here to live their dream of owning and operating their businesses here in northern Minnesota. Simple enough? Perfect. So ultimately what I want to have happen through this podcast is I want for you and I to sit here. We're going to have a conversation. We're just going to chat like friends. I mean, we are friends. So um, we're just going to chat like normal a little bit on a microphone and record it so we won't say everything we might normally say, but um, we're hoping to maybe have some lessons that we've learned along our stories picked up by somebody that maybe wants to start out their own business um, or better their own business or become a better employee or manager or whatever. So all we're going to do is sit here and gab and, and hopefully help somebody better themselves and get themselves out into the real world. Right. Seem easy enough? Easy enough. So, kind of, you hadn't listened to the podcast yet. We had some struggles uh, on your end getting in, <laughs> but I can take some of the blame for that because uh, the um, when I first started this podcast, we're using the Anchor app, so you'll hear a, an ad we get to play later mm-hmm. that's part of the punishment of using free material. Sure. The uh, And I couldn't figure out how to get it onto every platform that podcasts go on to. Now it's there. It's been a few weeks, so now it should be good to go. So Perfect. got everything dialed in. So you notice you, one thing you had asked, is there a list of questions? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here with a blank notebook. You're sitting there with a blank notebook. If we hear the other person say something, we can start writing down maybe what we thought was a lesson and then share that with listeners. Seem good enough? Sure. Yeah. So one of the things, now that this is episode nine, people are getting to know me a little bit. First thing I want to do is get to know you. You're the owner of the Fort Bar and Grill, um, but you originally you're a Brainerd kid. Yes. So tell us your story.
1: Oh boy. Um, moved to Brainerd in 1985. Um, yeah, in 1985, my mom remarried, moved me from San Diego to Central Minnesota in February. Um, How old were you? I we moved to Little Falls. When I was in the middle of 5th grade, so what's that, 10? 11? 11. Okay. And then finished out the 5th grade in Little Falls and then moved to Brainerd that summer. My parents were starting a business and when the Westgate Mall was just built, they were like the 4th store, I think, to sign a contract. And, um, yeah, so then in Brainerd uh, from 6th grade on.
0: So that's a... Big change for that age of a kid coming from Southern California, huge to Central Little Falls, Central Minnesota of
1: all things. It was a um, it was a tough adjustment, Um, you know, especially in the middle of February. Never seen snowfall. Within the first five days of living in Minnesota, there was a three day storm. The whole town shut down, and this was like foreign to me. And uh, I remember being outside playing, trying to play, and all I had was rubber rain boots. It didn't have I any suppose. winter gear. And people are looking at me like, who is this crazy kid? You know, <laughs> but we're out there riding our BMX bikes, you know, thinking, because that's what we're used to doing out in California. And, um, but after so many years, it was a blessing in disguise. Um, Love the season change compared to just 72 all the time, but...
0: Well, you've never left, so I—I I mean, I shouldn't say that. You're back. Yes, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're I back. Left, I left a couple of times and always keep coming back. You know, so it's a—it's a good area to raise a family, um, and um, I don't know. It's—I—I I learned moving all over the country that every place is about the same. It's just what you make of it.
0: Every place is what
1: you make of it, and one of the
0: things that I like about this area, and maybe something you will attest to is anything we want to do is within just a couple hours of here seasonally so if you want to go downhill skiing it's here or snowboarding you're a snowboarder right right? um if you want to go to powerboat races absolutely that's only half an hour from here (coughs) Um, we have Brainerd International Speedway I'm a motorsports guy obviously but if you're a hiking outdoorsman you got the Crosby area if you want to go to a big city you had uh you know Couple hours away, and you're in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Absolutely, yeah. So, what what is it about this area that you seem to like the most?
1: Um, I would say the community. Um, you know, it's it's nice knowing you know so many people in the area. Um, you know, me and my wife talk about it all the time. We go out to eat, or we go into the store. We out know, every place we go to, we bump into people we know, and it's just. Um, I don't know, it just feels like a, the community is more of a family, you know, um, there's people help each other out. People are there to lend a helping hand more than, I don't know, other places that I have lived that would be, you know, bigger cities. You don't even, you hardly even know your next door neighbors here, you know, you barbecue with your next door neighbors and.
0: That's funny you say that because we watch, I mean, I don't watch the news a whole lot anymore because it's just all the same crap, right? Right. But you remember seeing the stories of, you know, and the, there'd be this apartment house tragedy or apartment building tragedy and they would be like, yeah, Josh lived right next to me. I never talked to the guy. I really didn't know him at all. And they lived there for years. Right. I couldn't imagine that because no. we live, you know, we have yards between us and Fields between us, and you're still doing things still, with the neighbors, like you say. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, <clears throat> so what is your story in business now? After graduation, how did you, how did you end up a Brainer graduate to a
1: restaurant um, owner? I had a buddy that worked at T. Wans. I'll never forget this. Um, he was a cook at T. Wans, and it was deer hunting time. At this time, I was working for biking coke loading trucks. And he called, he said, hey, you want to make some extra cash? All of our kitchen staff wants to go deer hunting, and we need help. I'm like, what do you need help with? Because I don't know how to cook. He's like, well, we need help with dishes, whatever, you know. So I went in and helped, extra money. I noticed all the cute girls that worked in the restaurant. You know, just <laughs> you know, It was like, hey, n- nice change of scenery compared to you know working in a warehouse. And so I did it for the weekend, and then the manager um, asked if, I'd be willing to come on full-time, and I kicked it around, and I jumped in. I said, sure, let's do this, and three months later, I was, started the fryer end of the line and cooking, and um, after, I don't know, probably six months, it just, it clicked with me. I I enjoyed it. Um, So I, I, you know, moved up the line to grill cook, and you just move on from there, and sure. um, no, it just uh, that's that was the beginning, and then I you know, worked at several restaurants in the area, and um, was hired at Black Bear. And I talking to the chef there, Howard. I was like, you know, I wanted to go to culinary school. I thought, you know, to learn more. And he gave me the best advice I've ever received, you know, in the restaurant business. He's he said culinary schools are great, but um, he's like you're young, he, he, you know, recommended to me, travel the country, learn, you know, go to different corners of the United States, learn different techniques. Um, he felt that hands-on training was a little bit better than the culinary schools because you, you learn in the trench, say like the, the, the environment in a restaurant kitchen is different than a classroom. And so I said, Hey, why not? You know, so I, picked up a packed my bags and I had some buddies that lived in Colorado and I went out there and lived there for five years. Was a snowboard bum and worked for a chef for a couple of years out there. And he was from Cape Cod. So he kind of got the best of both worlds there. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, went from Vail, Colorado to Cape Cod, mass and was there for a year. And, um, then what happened? I came back home.
0: So that was only for a year. You came back home? And then Well that was it
1: was I was in Vail for just under five years and then Okay. Cape Cod for a year and then I came back home. Um, started working in a rotomole place and my same buddy that got me into the kitchen the first time was back at a restaurant. Um, it was just changing hands. It was actually T-Wans changing over to Poncho and Lefty's. Yep. <clears throat> and so they were new and looking for kitchen help. And I went in and applied. And after maybe six months, I got bumped up to assistant kitchen manager. Um, and then they started opening up different restaurants and had confidence in me. They have asked if I would help them open up a restaurant out in grand forks um so i was just eager to learn different aspects of the business because by this time i had made a goal i wanted to own my own restaurant by the time i was 30 that was just a personal goal of mine and i was just eager like how do you do this how do you do that you know wanted to know everything
0: so you were taking uh instead of paying for culinary school you were letting everybody pay you to learn you started as a dishwasher yes and just Kept your head down and worked right through the ranks.
1: Yeah, that, I and yeah, just jumped around. You know, I didn't do it the wrong way. I didn't, you know. I, 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 but I'd like to try different kinds of, you know, from restaurants to resorts to banquet. You know, different styles and different, you know, um, you know, to deal with a room of six hundred people versus a dining room of sixty people. You know, I just wanted. to learn as much as possible how
0: to handle different situations. I can only imagine the value that added as an employee
1: as well. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't realize that until I was hired on at Bluefin Bay as a chef of one of their restaurants up on the North Shore. And Dennis Rizdall, the owner, um, talked to me and was impressed how I handled situations and, and was able to, you know, stay calm and how I train people in, but I owe that all to everybody that I worked for in the past, you know, because, um, they, they showed me, you know, granted, I made tons of mistakes, but you just have to learn from them. And, um, it was, uh, I, I have no regrets on how I learned the business, um, yeah, you know, I wish sometimes I w- would have taken some courses to learn different techniques, you know, that were, it, it, it took me longer to learn if I would have been less, or, or if I would have been in a classroom, I would have learned it in a couple of days, but sure. you know, it was more trial and error and wasting lots of money in my own kitchen. just to Don't
0: feed. some of the best recipes come from trial and error? Absolutely. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I, I learned that too now. But, uh, right. Yeah. No,
0: that's, I didn't know. A lot of that story mm-hmm. um, so you wanted to be a restaurant
1: owner by the time you were 30 mm-hmm. did you make it by five months uh, yeah, I was uh, signed papers in November of 2003 and I turned 30 April 2004 Wow so good for you and I almost passed it up so but. did you so okay
0: so then let's talk a little bit about that because yeah. anytime you make a big decision there's all of a sudden a bunch of fear
1: there is coming into
0: it so what what would have been the reason to pass it up well and was it the fort originally like it was this same place it was the same
1: place yeah um where i passed it up was when i was the chef up at bluefin i'd have friends come up and visit i had to work six days a week up there and a lot of my friends are blue collar you know construction electricians and here they're up enjoying the Boundary Waters on weekends and I lived up there and never went into the Boundary Waters. So when I was up there I made a I decided, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. I'm gonna get out and I started building cabinets. And that lasted four months when this offer was proposed to me by my mom and stepfather that hey, this place is up for sale, you know, this is your dream. I said no. I like my weekends off and Monday through Friday. You know, it was a new lifestyle. Actually, you know, you had a different kind of a life having nights and weekends off. And I thought about it for a couple of days because they gave me a week, and thought, you know, what? I this might be my only opportunity, and I might regret it. So uh, I made the call. I I called my stepfather and I said, uh, "Let's do this." I, you know, it wasn't the, the type of establishment I was used to cooking in at the time. I was used to, say, white tablecloth or finer dining. But I learned back in my days of training that it doesn't matter what kind of food you're cooking or, you know, it's $20 a plate or $5 a plate. As long as the people in the establishment are leaving happy, then you're, you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and 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 so we signed papers in november um i worked with the people that were selling it for about three weeks just to you know
0: learn how how they they were doing yeah
1: see how they run (laughs) things and um hadn't looked back since
0: so when you bought it this was already up and running it was established this thing's been around for a while right
1: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, 1939 actually is, uh, way back. It used to be just the bar and then, you know, changed hands a couple of times. Uh, the DeRozier family made it what it is, you know, or what it was when I purchased it. Um, did the charcoal grill, kind of like the butcher block back in the day. Yeah. Um, and, uh. It's, it's changed a lot the last 15 years since I've owned it but um, it's uh it's my life my yeah life's yeah, life. yeah no exactly so,
0: so but when you bought the place did it have I mean there were employees there did they they stick around
1: I yeah I was able to let's see when I bought it I believe there were 12 employees um, I'd say 60% of them. Stayed on board. I still have one with me. To this uh, day? To this day. From 15 wow. years ago. Um, you know, three have retired uh, since then. Others have moved on, like a lot of people do. But uh, now we have close to 18 employees. Um, just takes more people now and <laughs> for the amount of business that we're doing. Um but not much has changed except for, you know, we put a lot of money into it to change the look. Um, but we just try to put out consistent, good product.
0: Well, and that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. So now we got you, we you know, kind of got your history. We learned the restaurant a little bit, you know, where that's at. Um, so you kept, I can't believe you still have one original employee. I'm going to have to come down there and see if I can pick out which one it is. <laughs> so uh, when I it seems like when I come there, though, it's it's always the same people working. So... Yeah. You must have pretty decent tenure. Tenure, yeah.
1: We do, we do. Uh, we, I mean, you know, we, we've retained a lot of people. Uh, you know, the one employee's been there for 15 plus years. Um, I have two that are nine plus years. Um, so you know, the we again, i I'll, I'll use the word family a lot because family important to me and my wife, and it's like we treat our employees like family, it's you know, um same with our customers but so we're a small family and it's hard to leave families you know so that's why we get a lot you know a lot of our employees stick around
0: which is and that's where I was kind of going with that you're evidently treating them well um, which I think anytime there's a a change in leadership that ripple effect sometimes washes away some of the people that just don't like change don't like new things you've obviously approached it the right way to keep sixty percent of your original yeah. employees. Now, I mean, yeah, they retired, and some, some maybe didn't like the change after it settled, but yeah, some
1: didn't, and we—that's why we lost some because we did make some small changes. But for the most part, you—I tried to make my changes uh, not too fast, just subtle, and um, even with the clientele.
0: So, as you were slowly phasing in these changes, mm-hmm. what would you say was the most difficult one for you? as the owner to, I mean, cause the, the reason I like to have owners in here is you're the one losing sleep at night. Oh, nice. You're the one, you know, you know, these decisions are coming before they're made.
1: Right.
0: Um, which one of those changes going back to when you first bought the store or the, the restaurant, right. you know, knowing that this might affect some people, which was the most
1: difficult? Um, I'd say the most difficult would be, I'm a portion person, um, meaning everything we serve is weighed out to the exact, so customers get the same amount every time. And when I purchased a place, it was more like just throw some fries in a basket and drop them, and that's where businesses lose a lot of money. And so that my my most the biggest change for me right away was okay, we're portion control and. A lot of the staff in the kitchen, you know, like didn't care for that because it was more time for. You know, <laughs> it's more work. More work. I mean, duh. <laughs> right. But um, you know, when you throw away, you know, let's say ten ounces of fries a night, you know, even though they're only four cents an ounce, you know, it keeps adding up, and it's you know, money just going out in the garbage. So
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally in the garbage. Yeah. Um, so getting. So getting the cooks on board. Getting the cooks on
1: board, yeah, like, you know, because, you know, they don't see it. They didn't see it the same way I did, and it was just like it was a waste of time for them. They could have been doing something else instead of bagging, weighing and bagging fries. But um, it's funny. So after, after about six months of that, I thought, okay, everybody's been doing a good job. Maybe we should try... And get rid of the portioning since you guys, you know, have a good handle on things. And the cooks that were still with me that didn't like it said, no, 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 we like this now. It's a lot easier than, you know. So, you know, they saw, they were starting to see what I saw, but, you know, the way I saw it.
0: So. Well, and all of a sudden it makes everything the same. Right. You know, which in flip side becomes less work. Absolutely. Yeah, right.
1: exactly. <clears throat> you know.
0: Huh. That's, see, now that's something I would have never thought of. Yeah. Right. Porsche, control. Porsche control now I remember this from a conversation years ago about you commented on how much stuff was getting thrown away right and that must have been right after you first bought it yeah. so yeah. I used to live so people understand this I used to live about three miles from the place and I maybe was a frequent visitor
1: sure
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah <clears throat> which is how I got to know you yeah um, I mean, we had known each other years past, but sitting at the bar, right, I didn't yeah. get to know a lot about somebody. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> um, it was also when you picked it up was the Fort Steakhouse. Steakhouse, yes. Right. So yes. now, when did the name change to the Fort Bar and Grill?
1: So originally, when first purchased the bar, my mother and myself were partners, and couldn't have done it without my mom and stepdad um they were successful business people um had a good name for themselves, so they helped me get into it um, so when my wife and I bought my mom out be three years ago, we just kind of wanted to uh change it a little bit make it our own you know um and we talked about it, and you know someday. Um, the charcoal grill on back, you know, might not, um, might not be there. So just to be safe, we've named it the bar and grill instead of steakhouse.
0: Okay. So let's talk about the bar and grill. And if I remember correctly, it's the only one within like 60 miles. Or has that gotten larger? The grill your own steak. <coughs> the yeah, grill your yeah. own. So it, for those of you guys that don't know what that is, you can go, if you, if you go into the steakhouse, um, i guess i just call it steakhouse yeah. you walk in you go around the bar there's actually like a what Some looks like a, diet, a door right. but it's you go through that door and there's this four foot by eight foot charcoal grill right. um where you can go back there and grill your own steak correct yeah. now a lot of people say why in the hell would i grill my own meat right. i can do that at home right. well the reason is you're not cleaning up any of the mess you're not doing any of the prep the climate is always controlled right. there are no mosquitoes right um you and all your buddies can be standing around the grill hanging out grilling everything the way you want it to be and you're not missing the entire party because one guy's cooking for everybody absolutely yep. right. so um that's that's what i like about it so that being said how do you market the grill because i know as it just seems like not too many people still know that's there
1: yeah um We we rely more on word of mouth than anything, uh, and social media. Um, When we first purchased it, there was you know majority of our business was from Camp Ripley, but that has changed. Um, But we get people coming down. Oh, so and so told me about this, and we used to do this all the time up in Pequot Lakes, because we're the last one in the state. I think the closest one now is in Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. So it is a unique experience, and we get people come in that don't know about us. Like, oh, well, I don't want to pay to cook my own steak. But where they're ga- what they're gaining is they get, you know, any restaurant say in the lakes area, you're going to pay forty plus dollars for a steak that we sell for twenty seven ninety five, um, and it's all quality meat so it's and you can can see it before it's cooked. absolutely (laughs) you you see the raw product which a lot of people don't normally see they see the marbling in our meat that you know i cut all the steaks myself Um, you do yeah we buy nothing but certified choice or prime and um it's just we buy what the best thing we can buy you know the best product we can buy just to because the customer sees the raw product um but that's that's right now what we're relying on. We used to advertise a lot on paper and radio, but mm-hmm. as you know, that's not inexpensive. You know, it's we didn't see a lot of uh, proof that it was working. You know, we put coupons out there. We you know, We just weren't getting it. It's so hard. That's such a such a
0: struggle for I think everybody is trying to figure out where you spend your advertising
1: dollar. Right. Because how do you monitor it? I mean, that's do you? Fair. Do you? That, that that's hard. To say. That's what we we would monitor. Is put out these coupons, or you know, and you you wouldn't see that many come through. Um, so so why am I paying eight hundred dollars a month, and I'm maybe getting two hundred back from it? You know, it's again, it's a you know, you're losing money. So you have to I, I I quit the paper advertising and quit the radio, um, and just we pride ourselves on good customer service, good quality product, and consist- being consistent doing it, and let the people talk about it. Um.
0: Yeah, marketing is such a struggle, I think, for anybody in any business anywhere. So mine, I don't sell retail yeah. locally with Wild Ass. We sell <clears throat> all over the world. Right. And, I mean, it's like, where do we spend money to market that? Because there's, it. I mean magazines i'll tell you they got everybody reading it but i've never heard of them you know some of them you know there's no radio stations that will necessarily say wild ass on it i've right, tried right um social media it's free takes a lot of time to do it it does yeah. and it's not really free actually i mean unless yeah. you're guerrilla marketing everything um there's all these different avenues you could spend money on that uh, actually have you ever heard of geo-fenced no. marketing so this is something new um you could and and for listeners if you don't know what this is this happening it's happening to all of us you can go to the crowing county fair and if you pull up like if i'm there and i look up you know the weather mm. i'm gonna see a fort steakhouse ad or fork for oh. bar and grill ad yep right um and it's basically anybody within that area right. is going to get that and then it tags your phone or your device for 30 days okay. and those ads are going to keep popping up no matter where you're looking whether it's on facebook or it's on um, if you're searching the weather app or playing video games you sure. know like if you if you play i'm sure video poker right. is a free game somewhere right. but it's free because they have ads right. where the fort ad could be on there right. and it's all that's one way of marketing right i don't know if it works or not yeah. i've been experimenting with it sure and it's not hurting, is all I can yeah. say. But it's not cheap. So if you ever want to get into something or try something like that, I yeah. can get you in touch with somebody because uh, I've yeah. done it. i like to talk. I mean, that's
1: a. I often wonder how do you get ads on those? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> I need to learn on how to get ads on Pandora. Oh, that's yeah. something too. That or can you sell on Facebook Marketplace?
1: Oh yeah, I, I mean, I can
0: mean, you? Uh, can you do? for ads I like I, I you would almost have, have to ad. sell a uh, uh it has to be a tangible item i'm thinking like a coupon or whatever right um anyways, anyway this thing will get random sidetracked <laughs> as long as we keep letting <laughs> okay. it but um so which you know i didn't i didn't mean to interrupt your story that's but big. that's a that's a struggle for anybody in any
1: it is. sort of business it so is, i didn't yeah. know if you Had an answer or not? No, no, we just rely rely on word of mouth. And uh, we have a a returning customer, how would you say? um, A rewards card? A rewards program? We just have a large part of our clientele are returning customers. And, you know, we we have been growing more and more. But we're just, like I said, fortunate. We try to treat all of our customers like family and, and we... We see them returning, and that's you know, they're the ones advertising for us. So yeah, I mean, in bold.
0: in any sales business, that's repeats and referrals, Absolutely. and yeah, I mean, you're in sales just like anybody else. Yeah, you're you just know? selling food exactly, and beer, beer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> One thing about your place, I never see a rowdy bar crowd.
1: That's not you're not really the place for that, are you? No, no. Um, you know, we like people to have a good time, but we our motto is. Everybody needs to respect everybody. Um, you know, in 15 years, I've maybe had three situations that I wasn't comfortable Situations, in. that's yes. a good way to put it. But, but
0: three in 15 years is not, no. I mean, it's not like you're going to hang out at a bar. No. And it, one thing I have to compliment you on is the place looks fantastic. Thank you. I remember driving by, uh, was it last year? Am I right? Yeah. It was last year, I noticed, I'm like, Damn, that place doesn't even look the same. Right, You got rid of all the old Half wood on the front. Yeah. There's no more banners hanging up no. there. No. Yeah. It now looks like
1: a good place to go. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it was the best money ever spent putting a new siding on. Um, we actually made that decision based upon a review we had. A uh, gentleman gave us a good review. And commented, "Don't let the outside scare you. The food and service makes up for it." (laughs) Which is funny because I've always said that to people, and never like
0: never in a negative way. It was always just like, "Hey, it's the place down there. You'll see a gas station, but just right next to it's an old looking building.
1: Go in there. It's you're gonna love it." Yeah, and but that was just an eye opener because me and my wife Katie were like, "How many people are just driving by because of that?" Yeah, and it was. Two days after the remodel was done, we had a couple come in and say, we've been driving past here for 30 years, but we're always afraid to come in, just assuming it was a rougher place because it's a country bar restaurant with beer banners everywhere. So that was the last of the beer that was
0: banners. a uh, Yeah, th- it was a nice change. It looks great. Thank you. Thank you. So speaking of that, you got to pay the bills to get outside – coverage on your building, and that's a hard money to spend because you don't get to see that money again. It's not like you're buying it to resell it. So right. um, that being said, I mentioned earlier we get to play an ad for Anchor, uh, which I've previously recorded, so you don't have to listen to that again. And then uh, we'll take just a few minute break, and we will be right back. Wild Ass Seats, Wild Ass Seat Cushions, check them out at wild-ass.com. Anywhere you sit, you get those two painful pressure points let Wild Ass take those away. You will literally be sitting on a cushion of air as comfortable as can be on anything. I've used mine on my horse saddle, use it on the motorcycle all the time, traveling across country in the vehicle. I'm even sitting on one on my office chair. So anywhere you sit, Wild Ass can make that seat more comfortable. Check them out, wild-ass.com. You can follow them on Instagram, at the real wild ass or even on Facebook under wild ass motorcycle air cushion. Not just a motorcycle seat. A wild ass seat is for anywhere you decide to sit. You've always heard the phrase there's an ass for every seat. We like to say we have a seat for every ass. All right, we are back. This is episode number 9 with Josh Collins from the Fort Bar and Grill. So, um Took a little bit of a break there, Josh. That's how we get to pay for things here. So you mentioned it was a review that lit the light bulb up for you. Yes. On uh, on there, how can we talk about reviews? Have you had uh, absolutely some good ones, some bad ones, yeah. we're ones for, that sting just a little bit? <laughs> we're ones fortunate that enough to have don't.
1: a majority of good reviews. Um, you know, we we have had some negative ones that you know, are, we're justified because nobody's perfect. You know, we, we make sure. mistakes just like anybody else. It's, you know, majority of the negative reviews, I feel like, um, they could, they, if they would to looked at the situation a little bit differently, most of the time, you know, I shouldn't say most of the time, but I think a couple of situations where people were having a bad day and took it out <clears throat> on us as an establishment on social media. Um, you know, the and nothing the general public a lot of the general public they really don't understand what it's like to run a a, a you know, bar restaurant or no, I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, it's <clears throat> we me and my wife take so much pride in our business and so negative reviews sometimes sting when they really weren't justified. Um but like I said, we're fortunate that I would say of our reviews are positive.
0: So when you get a negative review, do you
1: reply? I wish I could, but on Google Maps, you can't reply. Um, On Google Reviews, you can't reply? I have never been able to. um, I haven't figured that out yet because I would love to reach out, you know, um, to give us a second chance or maybe to explain the situation, Um, you know, or... Latest negative review. People were upset because we got rid of a menu item, um, a menu item that didn't sell. So therefore, it was we were wasting product, and right. it was best for the business to get rid of it. And yeah.
0: well, cause, and the reason I ask if you reply is because I do. Okay. So I I had a review on uh, <clears throat> excuse me on our YouTube channel, and this guy just totally railed a wild ass cushion that he bought. Mm-hmm. And I can very confidently say that we sell the best product there is. Right. I mean, I know it. Yeah. Um, And that's not being arrogant. That's just being factual. (laughs) (laughs) No. So anyway, he just railed us on it.
1: Yeah.
0: So I returned the favor. I mean, basically, and and his name wasn't Josh, but I said, Josh, I'm sorry you've had this experience. If you read our reviews, that's obviously not the norm. Right. Which one of us at Wild Wildass did you call to discuss this with mm-hmm. so we had the opportunity to make it right with you? Right. There's only one phone number, and I'm going to hold up my cell phone. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, <Right. clears throat> yeah, and I sent that out there. Mm-hmm. And then he, his reply was, well, I didn't because I just figured it was just like everybody else and customer service sucked.
1: No.
0: Okay. Well, that's not fair to me. It's not. But I want my reply out there so people go, oh, wait a minute. They were gonna do something, or they were—they were willing to, or yeah, we are.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Or we'll get it taken care of, so you can get your money back. Right. Because I don't want somebody out there on something they don't like. I mean, that's
1: absolutely—it's
0: not for everybody.
1: Right. Yeah. But
0: yeah, I just—that's what I was wondering. I mean, yeah. if you—if you reply and say, "Hey, just," you know, no, I wish I could. You know, I've—I've
1: I've replied to, say, our Facebook reviews. Mm-hmm. Those people. Um, I have done that. Uh, <clears throat> just, I mean, you, you have to somewhat defend yourself in certain situations because the general public reads it and not everybody reading it's aware of the, what you know what happened in every situation so it's yeah you know like you we back our product even though our products are extremely different but we back ours just like you do and again because me and my wife, we take so much pride in our yep. in our establishment and our reputation you know it's it's huge um so I'm gonna look into see because the latest one I got stung a little bit just because it was something so simple and you know it, to me it didn't justify such a negative review just yeah. because we didn't have a menu item that they were used to us having six seven years ago.
0: But yeah, yeah. So we get every I think everybody gets those reviews and I I think uh, how you handle them is key. And I'm not saying replying to every one of them is the right thing to do, but. Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah, you just take it personal. Right, absolutely. And if I remember correctly, this guy replied again um and it was negative again and you know, sometimes you you're just not going to please the guy. Exactly. Then what you hope for then is the people that read the reviews read it and go, "Man, that guy there's, you know,
1: right. whatever." Yeah.
0: So, but it dings your rating, I believe.
1: It does. And, you know, um <clears throat> we're usually, say, on Google Maps, 4.7 out of 5, which is, you know, we're happy with. No, you're not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're not, and that's okay. You don't have
1: to be happy with 4.7. (laughs) 4.5 I I don't like, you know, and that's just because, again, there's just a lot of pride in there. And um, I, I had another... Really negative review that I was it was on Facebook and I was able to reply back. And, um, like you said, a lot of people, other people read it and realize that these people are just impossible to please. And, yeah, a lot of people trying, you know, would post on the it seems like these people are, are being very difficult, you know, and would compliment our business. I go there and we're happy with everything all the time, so which is nice. You have customers defending. Also, that's you know. probably the best. Yes, so turn the negative thing into a positive thing and maybe backfired on the person that wanted to hurt us a little, then help us. You know? Yeah,
0: so, so uh, I don't know if you ever watch my Monday morning Facebook show. Um, it's every Monday morning at 8. One of the things I talked about this morning was haters. So the negative review people, sometimes they're just haters, right? Yeah, and personally, I like them. <laughs> Because, I've, I've and I've heard this over and over again, they always say when you get haters, you know you've made it.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Well, the way I look at it is if I get a hater, let's just say that guy yep. that you just described, then all of a sudden everybody else is chiming in. So there's all this activity going on with your name started by a hater. Right. But now everybody wants to know what's going on. Guess who they're looking at? They're looking at you. Absolutely. So they're like, "Man, this place. You know, all these guys make it sound pretty sweet. We should go check that out.
1: Right. Yep. It's a win. Yeah, absolutely. So don't yep. get
0: don't get too down on your your one bad review. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it, but it's true. And then and then that that sometimes upsets the haters even more, and then they they stop posting things because they see all the positive comments coming in to defend you. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree.
0: So you redid the outside. Yep. How long you redid the inside? So you've been in it for 15 years. So yes. I'm looking to get some really good stuff out of you because right. you have a lot of answers to questions that I would have coming right. up. Right. You know, even in my business, I know you say right. I sell seat cushions. That's different than right. yours. It's both product, right? It is, yep. and yep. we're both selling it, right. and we both take a lot of pride in it. Yep. Um, you've redone the inside of the yes. I, I, I would call it the showroom. Sure, yeah. So we used to have a, a running joke back and <laughs> forth. I ran the racetrack just up the road, and Josh always supported us, and we always did our stuff down there. Yeah. And I told him I was going to open a restaurant and call it the Fork.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting for that sign to go up.
0: Yep, <laughs> and then uh, you were going to open some Ducati dealership. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> Ducati
1: Kajiva dealership. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it worked out. Neither one of us had to go into new business. Right. Yeah. But you read the inside. Mm-hmm. Um. And you lined it there's quite a few pictures now in there yeah uh, we
1: in uh, fort ripley fort ripley which we are always searching for uh, we have about half a dozen more we need to get up on the wall um <clears throat> fort ripley used to be a booming town um there used to be a roller rink a dance hall uh, it was a it was an actual small city um, and a lot of people aren't aware of that they think it exists there but. Because of a gas station and bar, and there was much more to it. Um, they they had a blacksmith shop, a creamery, and so we just like to share that with people that don't realize what it was. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, in fifteen
0: years, God it just doesn't seem like fifteen years. No, I've probably said that already, but I just I'm just amazed when I say it. It blows me away every time I really sit back and think about it. Yeah. So in fifteen years, what would you say? Has been your biggest struggle? Employees. Employees. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, like, what part of them? Because um, <laughs> you you treat them like family, and they well, don't it, seem to. It's, I mean, you got a lot of them, so the numbers are not in your favor.
1: No. And it's. Um, the, I guess, in my opinion, not everybody when I was brought up, I was brought up to work as hard as you can, no matter what you're doing. Um, A chef I worked for at one point in my life, when I was working for him, I was asked him questions. He's like, "Uh, you don't need to ask me those questions anymore. Uh, You are, he says, you now have more knowledge than I do in this industry. And he said, "It, it, it, Made so much sense, and I tried to do it myself now, but he said, I tried to train you so you could take my job. He said, Now you're at the point where you can take my job from me. He said, and remember that he's like, to train in an employee um the right way, you want to train in them so they're better than you are. <clears throat> now in the restaurant industries you know not every, it's not everybody's lifelong job it's a you know
0: it's a job to get them through
1: college or get them through, get them through something. yeah. And so they, not everybody takes pride in it, and it just seems like nowadays some of the younger people are really—they don't put their heart into everything they do. Like I was taught to when I was younger. So the hardest thing for me is you know sometimes new employees they just me and my wife call it fly by the seat of your pants. But we want everybody to know that we tell them, you're selling product. You need to know everything you possibly can to sell your product instead of you know shrugging your shoulders and saying, I don't know, I'm walking away. So that's our big my biggest struggle is just getting new employees properly trained in to care as you know even half as what we do and and to stick around. out.
0: Well, being the owner, they're never going to care as much. No, so that's why I said hey. <laughs> um, So is that your, what you try to do is train them all to take over your job? Absolutely.
1: Uh, with cooks, I've trained vegetarians how to cook steaks and, you know, without cutting into them to see how they're done. It's just, I, I try to do that. So it, it makes my life easier. If, if I don't have to sit over, you know, and watch them and I, you know, they show me, prove to me to have confidence in them, then I, don't, I, have, I can do other things. Sure. It makes my life easier and the business better. See, I don't think a lot of
0: employers or bosses or managers do that. Right. I think they're afraid of training people, and then they're fearful that they're going to lose, lose their, job their job, for one, right? or that they're going to leave and go work for somebody else.
1: That too. Yeah. And there's always that fear. You know that you're going to lose a key employee to another establishment, but I mean, if you can retain that person and you guys can work together, it makes the business better. You know,
0: right? So that's a that's got to be a big lesson right there for everybody that you know yeah. don't don't be afraid of overtraining somebody. Just treat them right, and they're not going to want to leave. Exactly. That's just it. I don't know if you remember or not, but when I had the racetrack. Um, you saw the same people coming in with me all the time. Those guys. So the uh, my ex-wife and I ran the racetrack for fourteen years. Fifty percent of the employees, um, I, I used to know this. Sixty percent were there for nine plus years. Fifty um, percent were over seven years, and then yeah, it was amazing. Um, did we overpay them? I think so. <laughs> But did I underpay them? I think so. I mean, you know, we paid them everything we could afford to. We made a few bucks, but they were paid well. We treated everybody well. I mean, how many times did we come out just for no reason? And you know, we just tried to build a uh, a good culture at the racetrack. And that was not just for the employees, but then that when you have that good culture for you and your employees, now your customers see it. Absolutely. And they're having a good time, too. Yeah. And a little different. I wasn't too worried about losing any of them to another racetrack. In fact, I don't remember it ever crossing my mind.
1: Yeah.
0: I think one or two of them had been approached by somebody else, and they're like, no, we, we like it here. Right? Yeah. Um, but there's not a lot of racetracks around. I mean, there's a lot of bars and restaurants yeah,
1: definitely.
0: eating facilities around. Yeah. But, yeah, that's one thing. It, it's How do you get over that fear? How do you tell people, don't worry about
1: it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I I am over it. I don't fear it anymore because you don't have control over it. I've had several employees leave thinking the grass is going to be greener on the other side, and then three months later they come back. You know, because people get burnt out. You know, and they need a change. You know why the grass is greener, but it's fertilized with shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> But, so, but you remember that people too. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it was you know, it's nice to see him come back. But um, you know, it's that, that again. That's just the most difficult thing that was for me, you know, or, or is still for me, and my wife is just uh retaining the retaining and properly getting these people trained because a lot of times. Um, it seems like the young people know more or think they know more nowadays than I thought I knew, you know, granted when I was 18, I thought I knew everything too, but I was still a sponge trying to absorb as much as I can. And cause again, that's what I was taught, but um, I'm kind of getting sidetracked too. But back to the training in somebody to take your job, I used to be opposite. You know, my first manager role was I was a hothead. I thought I had to bark orders and, oh sure and scream and <clears throat> you feel that you, you don't when people don't trust you or don't care to work side by side with you you know you like it's time to step back and take a look at the big picture and uh i was i think 20 22 when i did that it was like you know I'm not i think that's through. an age thing oh yeah it is for it sure. is it is <clears throat> yeah definitely but uh
0: so you must have the right leadership style now if you're hanging on to some decent employees. Obviously,
1: there's going to be turnover because you got kids right.
0: working yeah. for you.
1: Yeah. yeah, our current staff brought mine and my wife to tears this past Christmas party because they, you know, there was six of them that bought us a nice gift. And these were from fifty years old down to eighteen years old. Said that we were the best bosses they ever had. You know, and it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah, that's it's, you don't flattering. you don't hear that from employees. Or when you, especially when you have you know people that have worked a large portion of their life to say that means a lot so yeah
0: that's very cool yeah so your biggest struggle being employees yeah. um, what we can we can kind of get this wrapped up I know you got lots to do and I got to get back to work as well but what uh, what advice would you offer up to somebody that's trying to get their foot in the door start their own business um what like blanket advice would you give that would help anybody now that you've been around for 15 years um you know i guess we can even get sidetracked a little bit i always had so i've worked a number of different jobs Mm -hmm. and i my rule was always um i won't tell you if i like this job or not until i've been here a year right And I think we talked about this when I was your friend in the car business recently. Um, You're like, how do you like it? And I'm like, can't tell you yet because I haven't been here. So, but that's just the way it is. I mean, you got to go through one full calendar year. That was my rule to tell you if I like it or not. Because now you're going to get through the winter that, you know, the snow days suck. The hot summer sun sucks. But sometimes it just sucks. But sometimes it's really pretty awesome. Right. And you kind of got to go a whole year to get that average there. Right. Right. So. That's my rule as far as telling you My if I like a job or not. So that being said, you've been through 15 seasons, mm-hmm. highs, lows. That's you've right. seen good snow seasons. You've seen bad snow seasons. You've seen ATV seasons. That's got to be fairly new since you started. Yeah. Because um, you got an ATV park out by you. Right. Uh, we should talk about that. You let them park right in front of your Absolutely. place. Trucks and trailers. Trailhead kiosk right in front now. So. Okay, so... You're catering to the ATV guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're an ATV guy and you didn't know this, there's a groomed ATV park. Uh, side-by-sides out there, too. Side-by-side. Yeah, I see Side-by-side. them out by your place all the time. Yep. Um, a great place to ride. Mm-hmm. They can unload, leave their trucks and trailers right in front of your place. You have plenty of room. They can take off, ride all day, come back for lunch. Yep. Or they can ride all morning, come back for lunch, take off, come back for dinner. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so you got that there. Snowmobile parking, Yeah. you kind of... That's a little tricky with the snow banks for trucks and trailers, but you're a destination for snowmobilers. Absolutely. I mean,
1: you know, this winter, you know, there's, we have, I don't know, probably three quarter of a mile long service drive that people are welcome to park at. So, I mean, you can fit quite a few trailers, snowmobiles, Um, but the four-wheeler business is new and growing. I mean, we see, I would say more side-by-sides at four-wheelers than snowmobiles nowadays, which is huge
0: uh um, yeah so you got all this stuff going on so all these reasons for people to come out right and check the place out now the storefront looks nice thank you um and everything so 15 years yep. what would be your piece of advice to somebody that wants to just get started and they're maybe just a month or two in or just thinking of starting uh
1: my number one piece of advice there's kind of two parts to it give two um, pieces always <laughs> stay humble and never think you know everything um, because there's always something to learn. I have dishwashers that teach me stuff, you know, a different way of doing something, you know, that, it's, I don't know, I I see it a lot. Sometimes, you know, people start a business and they think, boom, I've made it, you know, and it's, give yourself 10 years, you know, I still don't even consider, I don't consider me making it yet and I've been in it for 15, but stay humble and, and never think you know everything that's my advice that's that's yeah. solid
0: yeah. um like you said the big thing there you can learn from anybody including your dishwasher there's always something i Absolutely. mean always something to learn so pay attention to that how can we get a hold of you um through social media are you an instagrammer a facebooker do you do twitter do you do any of that
1: other stuff at all social media uh we're on facebook right now um looking to redo our website um but right now it's just uh our facebook page is under the fort steakhouse
0: um you can rename that you can uh uh and the only reason i say that is because you're branding it as your own yep um I think you can go in there change and change the name there. of it.
1: Yeah. So after today, starting tomorrow, April 16th. Well, 15th.
0: this won't air till May. So. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> but it will be Fort Bar and Grill then.
0: Okay. Um, so look it up under the yeah. Fort Steakhouse or the Fort Bar and Grill. We'll figure it out.
1: Um, I respond. If, you, if I'm if I'm
0: incorrect and you can't change it,
1: then yeah. it'll still be the Steakhouse. But right. go ahead. You I, I respond, you know, usually within... 15 minutes, you know, if I'm busy in the kitchen or something, it'll be a little bit longer, but...
0: Do you have an auto-responder?
1: I don't. Do you because, know you can do that? But I have lots of different questions, so I don't know how to... So, answer. but
0: you can set up an auto-responder. Okay. Um, I don't know if anybody else knows this, but we have one on ours um, that as soon as the wild ass page gets a message, yeah. it replies automatically. Okay. Um, it will still show on your your end that you have a message, okay, but you can read it and I'll show you when we get done here. You can read that message and then your auto reply is in there. And ours is just, you know, at Wild Ass we aspire to be as responsive as possible. (laughs) Um, You know, we'll get back to it quickly or whatever. So um you can set that in there and then that speeds up your response times. Um I hear you're looking for a website builder because you just said you're looking into that. So if any of you guys are website builders and you're doing this as your own business, we should have you on this podcast for one, but you should reach out to Josh. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um
0: Instagram, I see a lot of stuff on Instagram that's I I'm,
1: no, I'm not into the Twitter Instagram. I just don't know. Do.
0: Same here. Yeah. We're old.
1: Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> that's it. I'm surprised I can do this smartphone. Yeah.
0: yeah. So but Instagram is just a totally different thing. You can put a picture of a plate of food. Yeah. And put your stuff on there tonight's special, blah blah blah, Ford Steakhouse. Okay. Um you, you know, uh my you know, Casey, my daughter, yeah. she works in Sweden, and that's I see their uh food Instagram all the time, but they make this fancy little foo foo dishes yeah, and coffees and that it's like a fancy little place.
1: Okay.
0: But that's what they do all the time. Okay. Um yeah. and then they'll do like a picture of an employee with a you know, meet Casey. She's from Minnesota, United States, and oh. she's working here doing this. And Okay.
1: Yeah. I don't know Let's if you ever do it. any of
0: those. Um, you can also schedule posts on yes, yours. Yes, on Facebook. That's awesome. On Facebook you can do that. Yes, on yeah, Facebook. You, yeah. I don't know that you can on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, if no. anybody knows that you can, reach out to me. <laughs> so yeah. the Ford Steakhouse, the Fort Bar and Grill, look that up on Facebook. Any final words? Well,
1: thanks for having We're me. We're good? And,
0: uh, yeah. I appreciate you having you. Folks, if you enjoy what you're listening to, um, let me know. Share this with everybody you can possibly think of. If you don't like it, let me know and don't tell anybody else. Um, You can reach me at workin218 at gmail.com. I am on Facebook as workin218, on Instagram as at workin218. My personal uh, Instagram is at wildass.com. Craig. So I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you very much for listening. Josh, it's been an honor having you in here. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you guys.